one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver, the show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, Bus Driver, exploring the entire school transportation universe, talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey, Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. And we're back for, what, we're going to call this the holiday edition? I don't know, Chad wanted to do one in between, but I just, I don't know that I can muster it up between Christmas and New Year's, so. Chad, <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on your script. Uh, I was going to actually, there's there's a thing called, um, oh, I forgot, it's almost like a, like a, like a freelance, and I was going to put out, you know, maybe somebody could write something really special for you. So that'll be my Christmas present to Chad is his <laughs> intro into uh, hey, Bus Driver podcast. So he looks stunned. I wish all of you could see his face right now. But uh, he's so excited. Chad's well, back. I know. I don't believe you. Uh, first of all, what if it was only like five dollars? You know, actually, what's that? Um, there's like a service where you can get like washed up actors to like greet you. You can do like happy birthday, or they can do a greeting. So I could get somebody that's like you know kind of a has been to do some sort of recording for you, something like that. Make sure they have a really thick accent so you okay. understand what they're saying. Got it. <laughs> See what I can find. But uh, yeah. I have a, a friend of mine, Jason Chess, uh, who is from, I'll go ahead and rep Tyler Tech. Uh, he is one of, what are you, the sales, not real, uh, customer, account, account representative. There you go. Yeah. So account representative on the Tyler Tech side. Um, everybody who's... What do you have, like the Western region sort of ish? Yeah, uh, cool. So, uh, those of you listening on the west side of this the country, if you haven't met Jason, I encourage you to do so. If you're a Tyler or Tyler user, and if you're interested in looking to move a platform, uh, check them out because they're pretty much awesome. So, but we're not going to talk about Tyler today. We're going to actually talk a little bit uh, on how Jason got into transportation. He's kind of a young dude like me. So, you know, it's always interesting to hear people's stories, right? And, you know, we've heard a little bit of Chad's, but uh, I'm always intrigued on just how younger people get into student transportation. So, Jason, welcome. Chad, thanks for coming back. I know it's kind of going to be a quiet couple of weeks for the holidays, but I uh, appreciate you I wouldn't here. miss it for the world, Jason. I would not I know. Monday football on, and, you know, I would imagine he's got this big screen TV shooting <laughs> right over the computer, top of the computer screen. So if he tunes out or misses a beat, I'll know why. Right. We got to keep him entertained today then. Huh? Wait, do what? What did you say? Yeah, what? exactly. Keep it- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, Jason, so, uh, welcome in. What's up, man? How's it going? Awesome. Good. Yeah, thank you. It's it's going well, and uh, I think it's it's probably easy to just answer that question you asked. You know, how did I get involved in this industry first? So, to be honest, I I uh, gosh, was 22 years old and coming back from a missions trip and needed a job, and so I I uh, had a buddy working at a uh, school district here in Oregon and got the job and I thought probably like most of us I'll be here for a few months I'll transition um and then be on to a a real job right here I am how many years later almost 10 years later um still in the industry so it uh, I think a lot of us that listen to this podcast and are on this podcast know that the work that we do is is so important and that is something within a few months it's like oh man like it it pays okay, um, but the the work is great. So that's how I got into it. Um, it was supposed to be temporary and became very permanent. Yeah, yeah, similar <laughs> similar story. So I, you know, kind of know where that's uh, you know that feeling of it, right? And I think to your point, a lot of people do, right? The at least the younger folks that either trying to pay their way through school or you know need something just to kind of offset their bills or whatnot. So. I can definitely exactly. get that vibe, but, um, you know, it has, like I said, it has a lot of great perks and time off. We were just lamenting, uh, earlier before we got on here about how we 
all have to work now. So uh, this will be my first time <laughs> I mean, in 11, 11 years of not uh, having to work through two weeks, which was pretty awesome and well, you know, well deserved, right? We're all getting our butts kicked during the first uh, semester, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely different. So exactly, Chad's Isn't probably that everyone's story about it. the school bus industry is like, well, I just thought you know this would be something to get by till the next thing comes along, and then everybody, then you're in it 15, 20 years later. I mean, because none of us grow up. I mean, let's be honest, none of us grow up going. You know what? When I get older, I want to deal with school buses. I want to drive school buses. I want to be a transportation director. I want to sell school. I shocker. I never thought growing up, man, when I get older, I want to sell school buses. Right. <laughs> I will say I did interview one kid right before I left that uh, was interested. He actually like that was his selling point was like, you guys have these types of buses and I want to be a bus driver. And I mean, he was not even in high school yet. So there's See, some, a, some, some rare. people out there that, that want to do it, but um yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. You see big yellows on the road, and you're like, meh, move on, right? <laughs> but um, I think it's that, just that reward. I mean, you know, it has its reward, but it also has its, you know, challenges, like all of us know. So, um, exactly. I mean, that's just that once you get into it, you appreciate it more. You see the depth and how it affects people, families, children, people in the community sure. that drive the buses. I mean, you, you see what it brings and then you get stuck you're hooked you stay yep. in it yeah yep yeah we had and a, I, go ahead jason no as i was saying i think like any any part of this industry whether you're on the vendor side or at the district or contractor like you are the first person that kid sees and the last person they see at the end of the day and wh- wherever you are in the industry like you are a part of that and that i think is what makes us different than you know like the banking industry or like any other like industry like it's it's so important. I don't know. That's the word that just kept repeating in my head year after year. It's like, this is worthwhile work. Yeah. And it makes it easy to come, like, to work. Well, and I think, you know, that's the interesting part of kind of the, the software side. You know, there's technology. I mean, you could, we could probably talk about this right now. Just, like, what are your thoughts about the where the industries come from since you got in, right? And what you what you had 10 years ago versus what what you're seeing now, right? You're a little bit more, maybe not necessarily privy to what's where the industry is going, but you know, generalize kind of that that thought process of like, what are you most excited for? What do you, what do you wish you had ten years ago that we have right now that's really benefiting, you know, student transportation? Well, I think, gosh, the the main thing is GPS and and student ridership, right? Like. Um, I remember coming into this the routing position. So I was driver for two years and then became the lead router. And that was in, back in 2014. It wasn't that long ago um, where GPS was not a big thing for us. I mean, we our fleet barely had you know, video cameras on board. We had VHS cameras um, on board still. And so I think GPS would have been so great to have 10 years ago. I also think the student ridership um, and I say that because as a router, knowing exactly how many kids are on that bus at a given time um, would have been huge. And it it is huge now. And it's um, there's ways around it, right? You know, doing those student counts four times a year is what I did just to make sure that we, we were efficiently loaded. We were getting kids where they were supposed to be on the correct bus. So that stuff would have been so helpful. I think looking forward technology on buses like i won't i i typically look at the trucking industry and say whatever they have give us seven to ten years and we'll have it in the school bus industry um so you start to see some of these trucks having the lane assistant you know the self-driving i think it's gonna come to us it's just a matter of when how do you have it yeah exactly well, you've got, the, you've got the latest, so, yeah, I mean, but not not the self-drive. I still think self-driving will replace the school Jason. bus driver in by the end of my career. That's my that's my belief. So what is that? 30, 30 more years by the time I'm done and out. <laughs> we'll... You want to bet on it? I'll bet on no. it. Chad won't be alive by then. Sl- but... Collect on my bed. <laughs> so, but no, you're right. I mean, you see it in where we're where I, I like where we're at with IC Bus is our parent company, Navistar. 
who now is owned by Volkswagen, by the way, a lot of that technology does trickle down. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the lane assist, the um, collision mitigation, mitigation that we have, where if a car stops in front of you, the bus will apply the brakes and stop the bus before it hits the car. That's been running in trucks for years. Yeah. And then a few years ago, it came down to the IC bus, you know. So <clears throat> I know I'm sure that um, that's how it's working over at uh, Thomas with Freightliner, Bluebird, you know, still there's technology out there out there for them to uh, gather. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that you see it kind of what you see with the truck side will definitely slowly trickle down into the bus side. Yeah. Yeah. And- Electronic stability control, collision mitigation, lane assist. I mean, you name it, it's, it, it comes down because if it, especially if it's a safety feature, absolutely yep. it's going to come down in the, into the bus side. And I think it'll. I think why it'll take us so long is just to get people on board with it, get it through legislation. Yeah. And I don't think we'll ever, you know, replace the bus driver with it. You'll always have that driver on there, you know. Um, and I th- I know that's school bus drivers. When you talk to them about it, they get kind of scared and like, oh no, don't replace us. Yeah, we won't. Like you'll, there will always be a driver and an attendant on the bus. So you can't you can't have a basically a shipping container that takes your kids to, to bus stops with no adult supervision. Exactly. You have to have adult supervision. It may exactly. I mean, you're just thinking about it wrong. It it may look completely Did you do you remember the article that came out a couple years ago? There was a company down in Florida that was getting ready to try and start piloting self-driving bus, but it wasn't a full like 72 passenger bus. It could only take like 6 or 7 kids at a time. So you figure a whole bunch of these little tiny buses driving around, picking up kids, right? You're just in the traditional sense, right? When you think about what could be, it's it's an interesting topic to speculate on. Yeah. Okay, Chad, maybe in a hundred years when we're all not yeah. here. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I think, I think there will be definitely a driver assist, a driver, even a kind of where they're going with, with the self-driving trucks right now. You still have a, a person in the seat. You yeah. still oh, yeah. have someone there being, you know, watching, making sure it operates properly because, you know, freight is super important. That seems uh, even more children. distracting, quite honestly. You know what I mean? Like when you're not in full control, like just that your mind could just wander off and here I'm just thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden a malfunction's happening and you're just not paying attention. So I don't know. Well, so like, like GM Super Cruise that they have, it actually watches your eyes. So if it catches you mm. looking at your phone, Looking around, talking to you know, sleeping. I didn't know I couldn't watch that movie while I'm driving. Yeah, no, you no with them you can't with Tesla. Yeah, take a nap. You know, you'll run, in, you'll run into somebody eventually. It'll stop you. <clears throat> but with GM Supercruise, they actually have that technology, and they have two hundred some thousand miles of highways mapped and whatnot. That will come to buses, but you're going to have somebody on the bus. Sure. Yeah. You, I'm, I wouldn't put my kid on a you know on a bus with no adults. No way, no how. Wouldn't happen. Nope. Unless I didn't like him, which I do. I like him, so I wouldn't. <laughs> so Jason, how'd you how'd you get into the routing side? Like and, and then on top of that, what were just, you know, some of your initial challenges of um I guess applying what you learned in you know, driving a school bus to, you know, not necessarily having, I guess, background in, you know, um, mapping or engineering, I assume that you didn't. So, like, how how difficult was that to pick up and kind of apply principles and try and, you know, figure that whole thing out? Yeah, so I think, so to get in that position of routing, I um, applied for a position that was open, and I, I think that's my encouragement to anybody in the industry. If you want to uh, move up, take those opportunities and apply. Um, I honestly didn't think I'd get the position and I got it. So I was in shock when they, they offered it to me. And um, throughout the first year, I remember my supervisor, her, her thing was always, once you start in the department, it takes you about a year to learn it. So any job I've ever had, it's just like, you, you have a year. Don't beat yourself up in the first few weeks. You'll get it. Um, and honestly the routing part wasn't too hard i mean it's like a big puzzle and i love puzzles um so that was easy it was like the office etiquette <laughs> uh, i mean i had never been in an office setting so i remember like within the first probably week or so my boss comes downstairs and she's like hey you know 
uh, make sure to put a subject in the subject line. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, crap. Okay. I thought he was going a totally different direction with that story. <laughs> okay. I don't, no. I don't even want to know Chad's background on that. So yeah. We'll save that for not a recorded conversation, Chad. Exactly. <laughs> Off record. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it... it came pretty easily to me um again it was but it was like here's your computer learn the job and i think that's pretty normal in our industry where it's we're just so fast-paced and so much is going on that you get a new person in um and it's just like here you go learn from the people around you as much as you can um luckily i'm the type of person that wants to learn and and will ask the questions and that helped me out a lot i think the other part about being a driver that helped me in this position and has helped me here in my new position at Tyler is the idea that student management is people management. And if you can learn to to manage your students on your bus positively and, and, and well, you'll be able to use that in any line of work that you do. Um, and as a leader in the department, I was doing that, you know, listening to them. Um, making sure I was communicating clearly. Again, all of that is like people centered. The whole routing, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that's that was one of my big um at least what I was told was my big learning pieces that was the people side, right? And, you know, coming in, being able to jump into something, kinda learn as you go, Google, YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, versus right the potentially hundred people of different personalities that you need to work with. And, you know, uh, I think what's interesting is, you know, some, there's some places that I've found that the routers, this will sound bad, but basically don't route. They mm. give the drivers the stops and say, here, go figure it out. And they write their rights and lefts downs on a piece of paper. And then, then they give it to the router and then the router goes and puts it in the map. I struggle with that, right? As far as like, Same. we should be telling people, you know, giving them the route from our perspective. We're the ones that are the the experts, so to speak, even though we'll take a little bit of feedback from the driver like, hey, you know, this intersection, I get held up here for a few minutes and that's our job to figure out, how to, you know, like you said, that puzzle of trying to figure out the efficiencies and the safeties and everything that goes into what we do, right? Um, but at the same time, some people, I I used to have it where you know they would throw it in my face. I've been I've been a bus driver longer than you've been alive, right? You know, and so it's that that challenge of okay, here's a young young guy or young girl that's giving them you know kind of direction, and people kind of struggle with that, right? So I think it's building that rapport with your team and getting them to understand like I'm coming from the same place that you were, right? I, I've already been a driver and and. I see people that, um, you know, will bring people into that role and try and teach them routing without having bus driving experience, you know, just maybe like a, somebody from the outside or an IT person that wants to transfer, right? And then they come in and, like, you have to have that, that general knowledge of school, like driving a school bus so that you can put yourself in in their situation and, you know, be able to turn out a pretty good product, so... Exactly. Definitely interesting for sure. Um, you know, the challenges that kind of, that go into that. Were you ever like in um, any boundary changes or any bell time changes, you know, stuff like that, that you really saw without getting too in depth. I know we could talk a whole nother conversation on just <laughs> yeah. that topic alone, but you know, where you really found the reason to have a good software, you know, that, that helped you out of that. Yeah, no, we we did a bell time change. We did, I think, two of them while I was there. Um, and that was interesting. <laughs> um, but thankfully, I was, it was right before the pandemic hit, we were looking at, um, we were contemplating doing some boundary changes, and we we're gathering data. And then the pandemic hit, and we're like, well, we'll put this on hold for now. Because a lot of what we were doing was taking, you know, getting um, like traffic information and how many stops did we have and looking at the individual bus stops and the boundaries and trying to come up with a system to collect that data. So it was more, um, what's the word, like quantitative rather than qualitative sure. um, data. Because I think 
and this is kind of going off topic a bit, but when you're making those changes, it's so easy if you don't have like the number system set up um, for boundaries or for bus stops to make those changes based on emotion. And and I think some districts we see will have a lot more stops for this school boundary because the parents have yeah. made some some suggestions that they went with. Um, so that was kind of something we were leaning towards for both boundaries and bus stops is coming up with that that number system. Um, yeah. So, but thankfully, <laughs> I never had to do a boundary change, which I was excited for. But then I was like, eh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of work, and you know, I we we did one while I was at my last district, and that was like a three-year change because they were it was two phases but they were giving a two-year grandfather to everybody that lived in that neighborhood to continue where they were going until you know so it became even we needed even more buses where duplicate you know duplicate routes going in and it just turned out to be you know i mean we got through it but yeah you know the new and, people moving into the neighborhood don't know about that and then they're like wait what i don't get to go here now you know so it was just that lost communication that wasn't that should have been a big disclaimer yellow piece of paper right on the front enrollment packet saying fyi you know in a year and a half this this is no longer going to be an option for your kids so yep yeah, and I think that's the big thing when you're doing bell time changes and boundary changes. I mean, just to rip the Band-Aid and know, no matter what, 50% of your, your families are going to love it, 50% are going to hate it. Right. Yeah, it's just, which which 50% do you want to to make happy? Well, you're always you know, going to hear or... from the, the unhappy group. Exactly. Right? So just exactly. grin and bear it type of thing. But uh, yep. So, Jason, you were just fresh off of your uh, Reno visit up to the <sighs> STN conference up there talk a little bit about um you know what oh, i've yeah. i've never been able to be that chat have you ever been able to go to that i know your boss was there pretty sure stn no no oh man i don't think well no i don't think so huh in reno oh you guys it's it's, it's a fun oh. conference it's um yeah so it's it's the student transportation news expo um typically in july they moved it to december for covid um Dude, I'm a fan of of any sort of conference, trade show. Um, I don't care what it's for. I mean, it could be not even transportation related, just because I love to network and I love to hear from people um, like what they're doing, and specifically in the, our industry, like what are you doing in your district that I can either take notes and take it back to mine, or share with you and say, hey, you know that you might be able to do something different and give them some ideas. So um, STN was great. And it was my first one um, as a vendor. I've been going to STN for, gosh, six years. I think this was my sixth year. Um, and it, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. They're, the trade show there is phenomenal. It's, I don't know if it's the largest one in the nation, but it's it's. I've heard that fun. it's pretty tech-centric. Is that correct? Like it's more, I mean, it looked like there was a lot of classes and networking that goes on, but it seems like it's at least here in Arizona, it's perceived as, well, there's nothing really ever for us that are looking for like some type of training. Like it's, it's to go and basically see the newest tech that's getting ready to be released for the next season type of thing. Does that make sense? I could see that with the trade show part, but the, you know, the, the keynotes and the sessions I think are, are, very valuable um i know this year we had there was a speaker that talked about like succession planning and you know how are you getting your department prepared for your departure i think it's funny jason because you and i both like (laughs) we were in that position right like where we left um somewhat unexpectedly you know i didn't plan to leave my district but um that that skill and and that information to have for your people is, is invaluable um, uh, I know that there's some other, man, there's like a, um, leadership summit that they have kind of like a pre-conference for potential directors or new directors. Um, so there's a lot of learning possibilities. It's just, it, it all depends, you know, on, on yeah, that's, how that's you want to fill your time. I like about conferences too, all the learning possibilities and stuff. That's yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. I think Chad's in for uh, the games and the networking, 
Right. Which networking yeah. is a good a good learning uh, opportunity. No. And I, I, not to not to badmouth, right? I mean that's that is probably and we're what, this is we're kind of getting into the the content here of the of this episode is mm-hmm. the takeaways that I've been able to take and grow and learn from. It, it's been good from the you know the classes to go to, but to be able to sit down in a you know after session or not a session, but just meet people that are either my neighbors or people that are like us or whatnot and be able to just talk shop right and it's, yep. it's kind of like nerdy but it's it is it's that we're all in this together we're all learning it going through the same stuff and so trying to be able to have that oh how'd you do that and then you find like users other people who use verse trans other people who use you know some of the other products that are out there it's like well how do you set this route set up how do you do this how do you you know how did you do that oh oh this this is what i did right and so you start to kind of like see it and then take it back and you know like you said just take something from that that you want to go back and work on in your department that was always yeah. the biggest takeaway for me was to, you know, or seeing the new, you know, the new bus stuff come up, go, go drive the bus with the lane assist on go, you know, I remember, I don't think I see does it, but a couple of years ago, uh, Thomas was coming out with their like bird's eye view, camera view type, you know, whatever they mm-hmm. called it. Um, yeah. So it, mm-hmm. I mean, just to see that stuff, right. That, some of us don't really get exposure to if we don't make it to that conference, right? I mean, for the most part, your vendors are typically dealing with either the guys out in the shop or, you know, leader, leader, you know, leadership within the department, but a router might not necessarily ever see that, uh, you know, so I think there's value in being able to get up there, but also the takeaways of putting it in your memory bank of, okay, eventually I'm going to work into this position and I can have some sort of, at least starting point of what I'm, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing or, you know, how maybe just a name, you know, a business card of somebody I can reach out to and say, how did you do this? Right. Yep. And so Chad, yeah. your thoughts? He's rolling his eyes. Yeah, no, I agree. All that <laughs> stuff is, yes. All that stuff. What's the score of the football game? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I, Obviously, you know me. I enjoy the evening uh, networking quite a bit. Uh, Raiders 10, Cleveland 0. Ooh. All right. Thank you. I figured yeah, it was up on the TV, like I said, but you must not have a TV there. <laughs> Dude, I'm in the office. There's no TV in here. No, could have fooled <laughs> I me. I need one, though. It's all good. I'm listening. I just, you kind of went on and on a little bit too long right oh, there. Right. <laughs> so this is where a script would come in handy. Is that what you're saying? Do what? <laughs> I said this is where a script would come in handy. So I just read the script yes. and then I can make sure I'm giving appropriate breaks and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Jason Chester, you're, you're doing a great job. I well, mean, thank you. Are, you're doing a great job. You really are. Um, Jason Nelson, you lost me a little bit there. Okay. You know, you went on about stuff that I think Chess hit it pretty out of the park. Really. I mean, you're right. I mean, that it, it is a good. Uh, I can see where when you come, you made a good point, actually, Nelson, that people that are in the office that typically don't get around the buses, that don't see the new features and stuff. You're right. I mean, and I'd never really, I thought about it, but, you know, that's a really good point. Those people getting to get out, get around the buses, see the new technology that's coming. I think it's important for the business side of it as well. You know, the business managers, the superintendents to see that also, Mm -hmm. because they don't know unless that information is relayed up to them through the, you know, the department itself, the transportation department, through the shop. You know, I mean, if I take a bus and show a transportation director and the mechanics and some of the drivers, some of the features, if they don't relay it up to the business manager or superintendent, unless I invite them out and they see it as well, they don't know unless they get get to actually lay their hands on it. Yeah. But do they really care? I mean, I I guess my point was, like, there's a lot of us behind the scenes that – you know, enjoy, thoroughly enjoy what we do. And we kind of, you know, that people cliche, we bleed yellow, you know, I don't, I don't know that I buy into that, but I mean, we're, we're into it, right? We, we want to see that stuff. We get excited about it. And I think that point of going to your state's organization or going to some of the other, um, you know, countrywide um, shows or 
opportunities give you that, op- you know, again, it, sometimes they're just way too cost prohibitive, right? You can't right. make it there. It can cost a thousand bucks to go to a conference. Like small district probably not going to be able to pay for something like that. So, you know, how do we, how do we be able to bring those things back to, you know, people so they can have that experience. But Jason, you, you used to be on the Oregon people transportation board, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So I was on the, the, one of the chapter boards as the treasurer for about four years and then on the state board as a representative for two years and then on the conference committee for the state conference. And and how big does, I mean, so it seems like you guys are set up a little bit different than Arizona, maybe similarly to like what Casto might have in, in that you have chapters, right? But mm-hmm. um, would that, would you equate that to like regions basically more or less? Yeah, we so each we have two chapters. They kind of split the state, and then the state is in charge of everything. Got right? it. So, um, and each chapter has their own um, rodeo that they do. The state has a rodeo as well, um, and then we have like some winter workshops, summer workshops, and then state is in charge of summer conference. So, how many people you guys usually get to the like the summer conference? Just yeah, that's a that's a good question no because i'm in charge of typically in charge of check-in so it's usually about 250 to 300 okay. um so real similar attendees. To, to our you know to arizona size at least for our flagstaff summer conference we actually it's interesting here we have four state organizations that kind of support transportation in one way shape or other so our AAPT, which is the NAPT affiliate, well, we're all there's a couple affiliates, but the the main recognized AAPT would have been um, somehow kind of got spun off to be more driver monitor kind of focused, and then the TAA Transportation Ministries of Arizona is more for the you know kind of that middle work group supervisors directors. Then we have ASBO, which you guys might have a OSBO maybe something mm-hmm. like that OSBA. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a NASTA, which is um, part of our, our northern Arizona region that um, kind of more specific to the Navajo reservation up north in northern Arizona. So okay. who's who's ASBA? ASBA. That uh, just happened. That's the school board association. So all the school boards, I guess, have an association also. So, yeah. I I had to miss that. Courtney had surgery, so I had to. I only got to go for two hours gotcha. on the last night. I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, what would you say, Jason? To like again, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier getting people to go out for that job. But how, like, what would you say about getting involved in your state organization? You know, or or even posing, like, starting to ask those questions. Right? We know there's. You probably saw this in your time there that not every district participated in the conference or the chapters or, or whatever. So how do you, what did you guys talk about as far as getting everybody, like how to do more outreach to the people that really needed or wanted, or maybe they're considering leaving this district to go to this district that Mm -hmm. does participate in it. And hopefully people listening will be like, Hey, I want to ask some questions, you know, when I come back from winter break about like, why don't we participate in this? Right. Like how to, how to research that. For sure, for sure, and I think there's a there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so I think I think the first, even within seeing like district representation, even within your own district, not everybody is interested in wanting to go. So I think if you're the type that wants to get involved and has questions, start asking them. Just like you said, like who do I talk to? Start with your director, figure out why you're not going, and is it okay if you do go? Um, a lot of the 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 associations typically you can join without being a member um, just to kind of listen in. It's always good to become a member and, and have that voting privilege. Um, one of the things, and this actually happened at STN uh, the, a couple weeks ago too, where it's a good time for those that are new, maybe you're new, a new router, a new trainer, a new director to go. And you may think that you have nothing to offer, people will talk to you. And and I bring up STN because we had a director there that was new to the position, had been a driver for 18 years and kind of got thrown into that, that position. And she was a little timid at first. And then just having other directors ask her questions about her department, although it was smaller and maybe more rural, she started to feel empowered and, and really had that, that 
light bulb moment of my story matters too. So going to your association, you might have an answer for a district that they didn't realize. And it, it's, it's important to share the story that you have, but also ask the questions. If you need help, use those people because that's that's what we're all there to do. We're like specifically for Oregon. I know every state could probably say the same thing is we're there to help the state of Oregon. We're there to make sure that all drivers are prepared um, to pick up students. And so the trainings that we offer, we collaborate together and make sure that it's, it's a good conference at the state level, a good workshop at the, at the um, chapter level. But yeah, I know I just went off on like a tangent of all these things, but I think the, the biggest thing is just realizing that there's no dumb question and you have a story to tell. So get into those meetings and, and ask the questions and share your stories. So, and then I don't, maybe this, hopefully this doesn't just happen in Arizona or hopefully this only happens in Arizona. But, um, so one of the things that we see here is that there, people want to come, but people don't want to get actually involved in, you know, being either a representative or holding a position or going into that conference planning or whatnot. And, and we get it right. It's, not typically paid it's volunteer it's after your long you know super long day you know yep. during the conference it's it's a lot of work right to put on a show for everybody and hope that it runs smoothly and have a theme and make sure everybody's got food and you know so on and so forth right there's a whole ton that goes into that but like what was your drive to kind of get involved into that like obviously going and attending being an attendee but then what point did you like I want to do, you know, I want to do more than that. I want to, I want to get on the board and, and serve. Well, <laughs> I think I'm just a glutton for punishment, honestly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I like committee work. I mean, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because we get new people in and I think it's super easy to volunteer them to do things sure. or be voluntold to, to get on there. But I think what's super important is to realize to get on the board, to, to volunteer or to run to, or to get nominated realize that it is volunteer and it is outside of your normal job like it's it's a extra extra work to do um, and it's important so when you're thinking about running for board really think about that and that for me it, it, you know I wasn't I, we didn't have anybody running for the treasurer for our chapter and it had been about a year that we didn't have a treasurer and I sat there and I thought and it was honestly between our union um, for the classified staff and helping out at, at Opta, Oregon People Transportation Association. And I had to really weigh that and think, do I want to have that extra work of balancing books and making sure that's ready each month? But like I said, I'm a glutton for punishment and I love committee work. So if, if that's something you're into and you want to make a difference and kind of be a voice for the change that's happening or even be a voice of, of putting things together, you know, event planning, do it. Um, but just know that it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Something else you had mentioned too, is like, how are, how are we getting people involved? Um, one of the things right before the pandemic we were looking at at the chapter level was looking at goals. And I think it's important for any association to be looking, looking at what their mission and vision is and the goals that they're they're looking for for the year for the next five years um and one of those was increasing membership because i think like you've mentioned before jason like a lot of people get into this industry and stay in it for about 25 30 years like it's their whole career and i think what we're seeing now is a lot of these people that have been in charge of these associations are looking at retirement in the next few years. I think we're gonna have a lot of turnover in the next five, 10 years, where what are we doing to get new members on board and not necessarily throw them right into to doing these leadership positions, but getting them involved and then eventually built up to, to take over. Um, and if I had the answer to that, oh my gosh, I think yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. <laughs> I, I think we're, I. Th I think you hit the nail on the head. Like that is, we're seeing that everywhere, right? I mean, mm -hmm. or people just getting out of it. All, you know, I've had enough of this, and and kind of just choosing to move on, right? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but 
I think the viability of how these organizations stand, right, is going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next five years as far as people retiring, moving on. They've handed off the torch, but will the import like for some like it's weird it's it's weird to think about that in that the last you know i don't know 30 40 50 years like for whatever reason maybe it's just because of the importance of like how much the school bus has really expanded as far as like law and mm-hmm. you know uh requirements and all of that stuff you know what type of license you have to have and all these things that go into it right so there's so many foundational people to get us to where we are now that it's like that handing off of the torch is almost feeling a little bit like there's like the work is done we don't need to do anymore so you know are people really going to recognize that there's still so much more work that we can do Right. And so, you know, that call of can you do it? And you start having those conversations like who who could be somebody that we could tap or encourage or whatever. And you just see that kind of look of fear like, oh, I don't don't know that I want to do this. Right. And, you know, or they give you the silent head nod and they do it. But then it's it is that voluntary like it's they just don't have that drive to to help push and really push. Right. That's one of the things that we have been talking about. TAA was how can we grow? How can we expand our platform, right? This last summer, we just did a part in-person, part, um, what do you call that, virtual conference. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, about 20 people that took part, you know, participated in the the virtual conference piece. So we gave them that feel, right? They had breakout sessions. They could participate in the keynotes. They um, got to see some of the entertainment, et cetera. We even did a virtual vendor show, which, you know, was a lot of, uh, I mean, a ton of work, right? That we're trying to just, how can we grow the platform? How can we do it at maybe a reduced level? Cause they don't have to travel. We don't have to feed them. We don't have to do all, you know, those things. But at the same time, like what's the, again, you don't, you're not, you don't have a tech guy on payroll. That's, you know, able to make sure that it all runs smoothly or, you know, team of people because it's expensive right it's expensive to put on a conference and i think that people don't you know recognize that so um you know i mean it's it's definitely interesting for sure yeah and i think part of it too is again going back to those asking the questions because i did take over um one event here in oregon and it was it was very interesting because we were doing things because that's what we've always done. And so the certain event, it was, we've always done it. And so we always booked this location. And when you look at the numbers, you're losing money on this and not that we're in it to make money. We want to break even. Um, But if we're putting on events that are losing money, like we got to be cognizant of that and be okay. Like as a new person, you know, coming into this meeting saying, why are we doing this? Because it gets other people thinking. And I think that goes back to, collaboration the people that are new if we can get them in and again not throw everything at them but allow them to ask questions and have a new pair of eyes to look at things those that are nearing you know the end of their career that you know want to pass it off to somebody else can say oh you know we like what you're thinking let's let's coach you up yeah just like we would do in the departments you know you actually hit on an important thing there when you said you know why are we doing this i mean instead of just having a conference to have a conference and I've been to those, we've probably all been to those where it's like, what is the point behind this? Like, we're just going to stand around and walk around, you know, talk to vendors and, you know, then go do whatever, you know, we eat dry chicken and (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so like, I think a conference, especially the expense and the time it takes to put it on, that it's very important that you do something that, intrigues people it makes people want to go makes people want to learn and plus of course the fun side for people like me you gotta have the fun side but yeah. make it count yep. i mean if if some of these conferences they, they don't make it count like you could literally you're standing there going this could have been a zoom call you know this yep. could have been a virtual conference like this what is the point behind this true yep and uh you know so i think you hit on something where anyone organizing these conferences like go above and beyond and make it count because you're spending all the money anyway. You're taking all the time. Like make sure that the, uh, I just lost the word. Make sure the, the meat of it 
counts and people want to learn people want to be there people are going to leave with something other than trinkets from vendors exactly no and i and, I and, that, and that's that's my knowledge for the day so there you yeah. go <laughs> no I, and i agree to it right i mean we would survey people even after or before and you know try and figure out what was it that was bringing them back right and and try and it's so easy to just fall into if you know from the conference if you if for those of you that are in organizations and doing the conference planning it's easy to get into that okay this is our kind of our cookie cutter outline we're going to do this on this day which we always do because it's tradition you know et cetera, et cetera. then we're going to do this then we're going to do you know the next day the next day it's all the same feel just maybe a little bit of you know almost the same track you know of of education right you got stuff for trainers you got stuff for special needs you got stuff for mechanics but it seems like we offer the same stuff all the time and not to discredit anything that we've you know that we do because i'm sure to your point there's new people coming in all the time right so that that content is valuable but for the people that we're trying to retain and keep coming back or tell their friends to hey you need to come to this right it's kind of like how do you prevent it from being a one and done right, right. so um you know i think it's it's definitely interesting on on that side of it and i and i will definitely say the other side of it for those that are doing the or you know working in the organizations you have to treat it like a business right you have to and there's not there's not a a manual that tells you this is how you should run your organization so you know that might be something that you lean on your if you have vendor representatives or those types of you know we have a our main three bus vendors they they rotate every year and they come in and you know that might be something where you lean on them a little bit to say hey are we doing this right because we should have a budget we should have all of these things and we should be able to kind of plan accordingly again we're not here to make money but we're here to get enough money to reinvest back into the next year of whatever we're trying to do right so is that buying a zoom platform is that updating our website is that you know several other things that we might offer throughout the year than just having a this is all we do we have a conference for you once a year and you know we're, we'd, we'd be basically become irrelevant for the rest of the year right yep it and sorry, I got a phone call in the middle of <laughs> while you were talking, but I, I think it all goes back to uh, like the return on investment, right? And and the value. And and one of the things I love about our conference in Oregon is those of us that are on the board, we do go to STN and the national shows to get like national speakers. So we're having instead of our you know our directors, some of our directors will lead sessions and classes, but our keynotes are national level speakers. And I think those of us, like you said, those that are doing the planning, if you can get out and 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 look at other other shows um, and network there. I mean, when I'm at STN, I know my buddy who is the the conference chair for Oregon. When he's at this the national shows, he's networking. He's getting to to know these speakers because perhaps they can come out and and speak for us in in Oregon. So. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh man. Good stuff. You know, and then I think it all goes back to, to collaboration too. Um, for those that are maybe interested again, moving up in their position at their department, if you don't have, let's say budget experience, become the treasurer for your association. Somebody will teach you. That is you one know, of the, I'm, I'm doing that suit, uh, basically tap to do that temporarily until we find a treasurer, but that's some scary. I mean, not to, like scare anybody away but it's it's real time scary time work because it's you have to be on your a game to go collect payment because districts yep. don't want to pay or and then you've got to pay your you know your vendors that you're working with right i mean there's there's so much that goes into it and it's just again when you have that bless tommy sims he's up in wisconsin right now but he uh he was our treasurer and then you know jay morris if he's this you know, and I miss Tommy. <laughs> they, they, yeah, I miss him too. So, they were all, you know, doing that type of work, taking in the invoices and the checks and yep. and everything, and making sure that we have all the money because when conference time hits, it's you know, it's go time. We have to have that because if you don't, there, who else is paying for it? 
You know, yep. it's an uncomfortable yep. feeling to go out and ask for money or ask for more time to to collect payment. So, um, yep. you know, again, just kind of giving folks a little peek under the tent on you know what what goes in, and even if you don't want to join the your the board or the event planning that goes into it. Next time, I think I would just say this, right? When you're there, think about all that goes into it and the hard work and the and the stuff that, and just, you know, a simple thank you or a shake of the hand or something just to acknowledge that work instead of just, you know, being rude and inconsiderate in a survey response about how terrible the dry chicken might have been or, you hey. know, the steak was like beef jerky or, you know, whatever. Like, everybody's trying their best and... Yep. You know, I mean, those are some of the things that, unfortunately, again, I'm not, I look at it this way. We're not here to entertain you. We're not here to make sure that you have good food. We're here to make sure that you have good content that you take away and take back to your team to, to train your people. So yeah, and that's you know, the problem, Jason. That's the problem. There. I want you to be there to entertain me. <laughs> make sure I have nice. I'm going to rent a court jester just for Chad <laughs> then this summer so he can walk around and entertain Chad Brinkley. Mm, that sounds awesome. By the way, I thought those surveys were anonymous, and I apologize. They are. They are anonymous. They're for sure Except anonymous. Except for yours. But the point is is that when you read it, when you're, when you're somebody like me and you go in and you look at, you're reading 100 responses about you know, up and down. Some people thought it was the greatest thing they've, you know, since Cracker Jacks, and other people like, man, that was terrible, you know, and and want to just rip every little thing. Yeah, you take it with yeah. a grain of salt, but it does wear on you when you're when you're thinking that, like, again, the the meat and potatoes behind what we're trying to do is give you something that you didn't have, yeah. or to help sharpen your saw or whatever it is that you want to call it to take back to your team. And lead with purpose for the next year and then get worn down and get reinvigorated when you come back and do it all over again, right? It's it's super yep. cyclical, but it's what we signed up to do in the first place. So Yep. And and one of the things when I got involved with this, like I said, I was working with the union and I was on the bargaining committee there. Um it right before I got on there, the the last time we, we bargained our contract. Uh, some people were really upset with what we ended up signing with and, and one of the guys was like, Hey, if you, if well, he, I'll try to be nice the way he said it, but he said if you, if you, either show up, or shush up, you know, <laughs> and it, and it's that like yeah. if you have an issue with how the association is being ran or you want to see it run differently, then show up, and 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 know that it's going to be work, but if yeah. you know, give us some feedback, but if 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 you're going to be super negative about it, just just let it be you know we're doing the best we can so i, I um, want to know what he actually said what he actually is i mean he up. said show up or shut up i mean it's not <laughs> yeah so and it, it stuck with me and that's honestly what got me into helping with the union and then ultimately helping with the the association is you know i could sit there and and criticize you know and not be super negative but say oh well we could have done that we could have done this mm -hmm. instead no like the only the only way, just like in ourselves, the only people we can change is ourselves. So if we want to change it, we gotta yeah. we gotta be. And I can that tell change. you that most most of us on the board are very critical of ourselves and the, you know what we put on and how could we you know how can we do it better? How can we? But again, sometimes I think that you know you have to also understand your limitations, right? Your skill set, yeah. your your budget. You know, there there's only so much that. Like, sure, if we had a million bucks, I'm sure we could put on one hell of a show. But, you know, at the same time, it, it's all dependent on how many people we have coming. It all depends on, you know, again, a down year like 2020, we get completely canceled, right? We yep. didn't, we didn't, we had a, a two-day virtual conference that we did that, you know, again, we tried to do something. We didn't charge for it, but that was one of those things that, like, how do you, okay, we have to do something how can we stay relevant? What can we, you know, what can we do? And then 2021, same thing. Okay. Those that are comfortable and, you know, vaccinated or what, whatever, we're going to go ahead and do a 2021 conference. Even if it means it's super small, we still had a good turnout, but you know, we also tried to figure out how we could do something for those folks that either couldn't make it or whatnot. So it's, um, yep. go ahead, Chad, you got yeah. something, something smart to say. I was gonna say at, least they, at least they missed the dry chicken. 
<laughs> You're right. They they missed it. They probably had some of their own. That's what we should have done. We should have freeze dried like a, a one of those like hungry hungry guy or what are the, what are those those hungry boy free, frozen things and sent it to him in the mail so that way they could you know have the full effect. <laughs> Man, you guys need to get new locations. No, uh, no, the the foods. The I think the food. It's hotel good. food, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's, no, it, it really is. It really is good. They do a good job. I mean, most of most of them I've been to since coming out here, they've they've done a pretty good job. I mean, it's it really is. There's just some of them that a couple of times it's just why are we here like this yeah. doesn't and people will just walk around and they treat it like it's they're out trick-or-treating they just come in they get the gadgets they go like yeah. why are you yeah. here why are we here like what is this for yeah and then you go you know have a few too many beers at night and you're like oh, okay this is why we're here i guess yep. it's the only thing there is to do. But those are the but things yeah, that you remember a... and those conversations that you remember from that networking and I mean that that stuff again. It's it's like um, I don't know. This might it's like going to summer camp for a week. You know, you're just you're going back to see your buddies and you know geek out for a week on student transportation. And I would encourage anybody who hasn't had an opportunity to go do it, at least do it once, so that you can say you experienced it. And you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But you yeah. know, we I want to do something. I haven't found a location yet to hold 300 people, but I want to do like a, like a summer camp where it was like a throwback to you know, sleeping in cabins and, you know, a bunch of team, like team building activities that you can take back to your team and do yes. kind of there. Right. I mean, that type of fun stuff that, um, you know, it, it involves again, travel and it involves a lot of work and whatnot, but getting outside of that mold of, okay, we have 45 minute session. Give me a gen, you know, general presentation. We'll do that. We have a keynote. We're going to have an activity in the afternoon, then dinner and, you know, maybe some evening entertainment and start all over again, the same thing the next day. So I don't know. Yeah. Be interesting. Well, one of the cool things we did, and this is just, I'm, thinking about this when you're talking uh we did like a passport thing a couple of years ago where each attendee had to go to like a certain amount of sessions certain amount of keynotes and you get stamps each time you you go to those and then to the trade show and then once it's filled out at the end of the week you have to go to the last session that we have turn it in and then we do a drawing and those that have filled out their passport we draw one of them and they get a full ride for the next year nice um but it gets That's people cool. going to to the yeah. sessions, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, That's, I, a, good, that's, a, that's a good idea. I yeah, like that. I think it's a good idea, and I think it's it also again just for the one time, even if you go multiple times, at least one time, try to see everything that you can go with yeah. a good attitude. Go with okay, you know, to the people that might be 25, 30 year veterans are like, nah, I've been there twenty years ago. I don't need to go to that. Just go. You don't know everything. Get out there. Share. You're you're going to become that wealth of information to somebody like us, me and Jason, or even Chad, or anybody else younger who's coming up in the game that to learn, right? It's fun to historically know where things have come from, where they're going, right? You know, we got a, a bunch of interesting comments on our last episode about electric vehicles, right? A bunch of bunch of people are just like no thanks i'm no you know electric vehicles not realistic blah blah you know bunch of naysayers but there are some people that are you know fully bought into it and you know are looking to see where it goes and i think that could be i don't know it, it probably won't be but it certainly could be a real thing in 30 years where 90 percent of your fleet is electric right i mean maybe i don't know chad shaking his head no but maybe no i I said it won't be. It won't be thirty years. It'll be sooner than that. So, but my unless, point, unless, right, unless, is like unless the infrastructure doesn't get installed, unless some for some reason the electric side, the battery side, whatever, just falls completely on its face and it'll boil down to infrastructure, it won't be thirty years. I mean, and and if the if the naysayers drove an electric bus, I'm telling you, sure. the last podcast I mentioned, I've never been impressed with a school bus. Until I drove both of ours, and I was blown away. We had a, we had a lot I, of people. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to drive another one. Yeah, we had a lot of people when we transitioned from diesel to propane. They were like, "Give me my diesel bus," you know. And then yeah. once they started driving well, propane, that... I don't know. I liked it. It's a lot quieter, that's for sure. So I'm sure electric's even quieter. 
right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's my yeah, my it's point cool. was was that the the veterans in the game have a lot more to offer, and they don't need to just be stingy with it, right? Like, help out, be a team player, and you know, go with a good attitude and go understanding that this is an exciting time for the rest of the industry, right? I mean, I I think that it is. I think it's going. You know, there's so much that is on the horizon. There's so much that we don't even know about yet that, you know, next five years you're going to see and be like, wow, why didn't we think about that five years ago? We would have been millionaires, billionaires, who knows? But I don't know, very interesting for sure. Yeah, I think also the connection to the past. I know we had a, a roundtable at one of our conferences a couple of years ago with people that had been in the industry for 40, 45 years telling all of us in the audience about like what it was like when they got hired. You know, my, my boss, she gosh, got hired on a Wednesday and was driving on a Friday. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you're the keys. Good luck. Insane. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they talked about how, you know, they, they would have a, a nickel or a dime in there. I think it was a dime in their emergency bag so uh, that they could pay phone. go to the pay phone. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so it's like things like that. That's like when you've been in it for so long, like I want to hear that. I yeah. want to hear where we've come from, you know? Yeah. No, so it's, it's definitely, you know, definitely that. And I, you know, again, those, I think there's, there is value. There's value of that history. There's value of, again, his, you know, history tends to repeat itself. So how can we, you know, how can we avoid some of those mistakes that they, that they did and what can we learn from and, and keep moving forward. But, um, you know, I just, like I said, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, just anybody looking to, who hasn't been go, go once at least. And those that, you know, might be glutton, gluttons for punishment and, or just looking for some additional fulfillment, right? Yeah. Not necessarily that, you know, you want to or you don't have to, but recognize that, like, hey, there's four or five positions that have been on your board open for the last year and a half. Is there a reason why? Inquire. Just email and just say, hey, you know, I see that this is open. You know, I have time available. I'd, I'd be happy to help out. Help out. I'm sure they'll gladly take you up on that offer and, you know, be able to step in and, who knows, run for a position, run for, you know, president, run for, you know, something else. It, it goes, not the president of the United States, but president <laughs> of the organization. Um, I saw that face too. <laughs> it, de- it definitely, it is fulfilling and it's a lot of work, but it's, it's very fulfilling knowing that your peers are, are getting something valuable each year that they can take back and share with their team that ultimately to your point, Jason, that you started out with, we are not only touching our own departments, but we're having a, a hand in the work that, um, you know, students are, are getting throughout the state. So yep. pretty cool stuff. Yep. Final thoughts, Jason. Get involved, ask questions. Tell your friends, right? Tell, tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends if they're looking for a job, school bus driving. <laughs> yeah. There, there is a, school bus driver shortage in case anyone was wondering about that so <laughs> chad what which, do you is got? My, which is my business plan of providing school buses or school bus drivers with the purchase of a school bus haven't figured out the legality of that yet ai, running the AI is gonna fix that the... yeah artificial intelligence Hence the self-driving school bus. Weird how we yeah. just brought that completely full circle right back to the end of the show. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right. I think get involved. And especially if you're one of those people that, that don't like uh, the conference you just went to, get, get involved. You got better ideas, bring them to the table. Yep. You know, put up or shut up, as Jason just said earlier. So... <laughs> You know, I mean, if if uh, you want more content, better content, there's something they should be doing instead, different types of classes or training. Hey, bring it to the table. I'm sure everybody, every association is open to ideas and suggestions. Yep. Because like Jason uh, said earlier, you know, you, you could get in a rut. Yeah, I can see we could easily get in a rut. We're going to do this. This is what we did last year. This is what we do this year. Because it's easy. You know, yeah, I'm sure it's extremely easy to get in that rut. So... Again, if you've been to one, you don't like it, don't complain about it. Do something about it. You know, get involved and, and bring 
even if you don't run for office or a position, email them, call them, give them some ideas. So, I mean, there's there's websites out there with all the contact information. You know, so yep. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to, I've got some ideas I'm gonna throw out there. <laughs> I can roast hardly, beef instead of chicken. I can hardly wait. Yeah. <laughs> Dry yeah, fish. Roast beef instead of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start service of a Jackson's beef jerky for dinner. Yeah. Can can tuna. <laughs> but uh, I will say I, I was actually I started out slow on the podcast, saying I apologize for that because I thought this was the Christmas special, and I thought uh, we were going to sing and have like musical. I thought Jason Chess was a musical guest. I mean, I can deck the halls. Like, yeah, let it snow. We are not. Yeah. The weather outside is frightful. <laughs> the world is so delightful. You know, just come on. Come on, Jason. Let's go. Sounds like <laughs> yeah. so he won't even join in. <laughs> this, this is what I'm dealing with, Chess. It's, oh, it's just sad. Crazy. Yeah, anytime you have a musical episode, let me know. I'll, I'll prepare. I, yeah. <laughs> I am hoping that That's Jason not... will become a regular on the show. Maybe we'll phase chat out and then we won't have sings. So. Oh, no. <laughs> you got you to gotta keep chatting there. So. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to get run off, and I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I have to do. I'm a glutton for punishment. So. Oh, Make my ears bleed. A toxic relationship. Yeah. I can't get out of it. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll uh, probably have this up in between Christmas and New Year's, but um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be on Christmas Day. A little present Ooh. to everybody. We'll see. So uh happy holidays. That'll be my that'll be the gift to my family. There you go. Here, <laughs> listen to me Merry some Christmas. more. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, th- thanks for coming on, Chad. Thanks for joining again. Yeah, Appreciate no it. Problem. And no problem. uh thanks for having me back. Uh, anytime, sir. Anytime. But uh sounds yeah. like my time is coming to an end. No, so no, no, no. This is my twenty twenty two resolution. Find find a new replacement. Just kidding. There's I probably a lot of chat. people like, please. I know Luke. I know Luke doesn't want to hear you on there. Luke and Chelsea. Luke doesn't listen anyway. It's all good. Doesn't hurt my feelings. I mean, I'm not. Not that it's a bad podcast. Just that he's kind of a. He's kind of a jerk like that. It's all, all good. I get it. But uh, time is valuable for people. But uh, I hope in that case everybody enjoys their two weeks off that are working in the school districts and get two weeks off, uh, get rested, and we'll be back again for the new year. Maybe we'll drop a a quick little episode in between there somewhere. But uh, thanks for stopping in, Jason. Thank you again. Hope we can get you back. We'll talk maybe about routing or something else. that uh, For sure. Whatever you need. We probably just go an hour on easy. So, Chad, Merry Christmas, sir. Every every Everyone tune in for the Hey Bus Driver musical episode coming soon. Coming it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be coming, coming in off. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Gives us that, a whole year to soon. practice. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you, guys. Take yeah, care. See you. you later. Merry Christmas to yeah. everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yada, yada. Be safe. Thank you again. Awesome. Take care. Yeah, everybody. have a great, great week, you guys. See ya. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver. Signing off.